dinner part two. Same, the same dinner. Is this the same dinner? No. We're having asparagus. Because we know how much you love to hear us chew and eat. I think it's fun. Grilled asparagus, which you could do on the stovetop. How did I not know that? Instead of heating up the oven in the broiler, little kosher salt, olive oil. Mini, my favorite, baby bakers from Schwann's potatoes. You keep them in business. I do. And... It sounds so janky to say meat in a box, but this meat in a box is the bomb. This is the best meat in a box. Tell them about it. What is it called? <laughs> no. Wait, let me look. Wait, talk. And we're having rum slushies. It's called grass-fed uh-huh. sirloin yes. roast. Amen, brother. Grass-fed sirloin roast from Trader Joe's. Yes! In a box. It's so good. You just put it in the refrigerator for a week, and then you forget <laughs> you have it. <laughs> then you go, we have this meat in a box. Let's cook it. And you, you heat it up in the oven. It's so good. And it's amazing. You get these kind of but, silver dollar-sized no, pieces cut. of meat. It's pre-cut. Yeah, these little kind of silver dollar-sized it's perfect. It's so really. easy to cook, too. It's it's like idiot Relatively proof. low fat. This is a very healthy dinner, by the way. You're welcome. <laughs> um, and we're having ap apple blossom, uh, apple blossoms for dessert. Yeah, I don't know if I'm going to participate. You no. will. I'm trying to ease off on the carbs. Okay. I have noticed lately during quarantine that I've been super productive. I'm going to talk about what I've been accomplishing lately. I think I'm up to close to 100 paintings. And I have started, and you have helped. I'm not discounting your help. I have started a quarantine garden that is starting to really take shape. And I have never gardened in my life. In fact, I hate touching bugs, so... It's the garden weasel that changed everything for me. You're welcome. Uh-huh. Look at Scally. He's going to him nook. Um, also, of course, we're doing a podcast. Yes, this podcast is brought to you by our cat Scout. Mm-hmm. And, and you've asparagus. been gigging. Oh, it's beautiful. It's raining. And you've been gigging a little bit in a very respectful this. way. I can't believe this. Why well, I would not be disrespectful at all. So you've been getting some gigs. Talk about that. Um, I don't know. I've just been lucky, I think. I've had a couple of opportunities. Nothing, nothing like that pays money like it used to. Just kind of opportunities to play for tips, but just opportunities to play with other people. Is, Which is important, right? Yeah. I'm blessed. I just... Uh, it's been hard. It's been a hard week. I think it's been a harder week for the family of George Floyd. Mm -hmm. Paul and I were watching the news this morning. Very hard to be an African American in this country. Yeah. As if it ever has been easy. It's... It's heartbreaking. It's heartbreaking. It's... We were watching the news this morning, and we were just, like, in total silence. 
it's really hard. I wish I could explain to you how I feel. But it's really difficult to put into words. I can't. I don't think anybody, unless you're African American, it's like anger, really... sadness, fear, and I think I'm most upset because I'm most upset because there's great pockets of people out there who might swing another way politically than than I do, but great pockets of people out there that just don't want to be around it. That don't want to acknowledge it. Acknowledge what, per se? Um, Racism. Mm -hmm. That racism exists. That black lives matter. That there are, um, like, oppressed peoples. And I don't mean oppressed that the governor said, I'm not allowed to leave my house for a week. And I can't go to get my hair done. Oh, yeah. How about that idiot? I mean, Sorry, no, there was I mean, an idiot woman saying... I mean oppressed, like police will approach me on all sides mm-hmm. with hands on their weapons because I'm black. Right. And yes, this is a common thing, and I tried to explain this to you over the years I've tried to explain this. It is such a common thing to be stopped because you are black. Um. I have been personally <coughs> stopped by police... You know, probably four times because yeah. I'm black. And that's four times too many. Yeah, it's Because hideous. I did nothing. I wasn't speeding. I didn't run a stop sign. You were just a black man driving a car. I, I'm, sure of, I'm sure of it. It was where I was and how I looked. Can I um, do a respectful shout out to Brady Patsy? I don't know if you saw his post today. Did you? I did. And I totally, I was like right there. I feel like yeah. exactly the same way he does. I'm terrified. Yeah. I'm scared to be black. Yeah. But on the other hand, when have I not been scared to be black? I actually had somebody... I hate to bring up social... Okay, we're going to pause for one second. Sorry for that. My mom... You don't have to say sorry for that. I'm going to edit it out. Okay. I just need to see where it's at. So there's one at three points. So, I know social media is not the best, you know, not the most invigorating medium at times. Right. But uh, I remember actually reading from someone that we know that they, their argument was that racism really didn't exist in this country because we elected a black president twice. Oh, that's ridiculous. No, but that's, that's the attitude of... Of black people are okay if they're nice, if they don't live near me, right? If they act a certain way, if they fit into this box that I want them to fit into, if if they're not threatening, right? That's just a load of BS. <coughs> well, that's also that's like like black people aren't threatening as long as they're serving me. No, or black people. Sorry, that was a little whipped cream for your dessert. I can always edit it out. You, you don't need to edit it out. We needed a dessert tonight. It's a fuck. It's sorry. I just dropped the f bomb. It's stressful. Black people aren't threatening if their neighborhood is ten miles from mine. Right. Here's where I get upset. <coughs> um. 
that man in Minnesota being killed was a shame. I wonder what he did to provoke the officer to right. do that. Right. And then when the riots break out, yeah, that's terrible. That's an injustice. Mm-hmm. I saw a great thing on social media <laughs> that said, um, you know, the police station they burnt down? It was abandoned. Somebody said, too bad that police station broke the law. Because it did. Uh-huh. It was also abandoned. It wasn't like a... I know, but I mean, Martin Luther King said it. A riot is, 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 a, is when the unheard people are trying to have a voice. So true. I just, I, I just, you have to care. This is about human rights. It is, and, and it keeps beings. happening. It keeps happening over and over. And I think it's even, okay, listen, this is my point of view. Okay, so you can just, you can. But with everything that's happening in the world right now, it is a little more, it is a little more. Scary is not the world. Uh, like intense or something because <coughs> we are held captive. You know, we are. We're not in a police state, but in the same sense we are, because we are held captive by this pandemic. Well, this has been the worst time for any of this. Not that there's ever a good time, but it's been a pressure cooker. Our country, as long as we've been at a stay-at-home, it's been building and building. And the whole political BS that's happened over over the last four years is building and building and building and building. And this is one little explosion. I fear, you know... How far this is going to go. Let's talk about, let's since we, you know, this podcast is heard all over. Let's talk about how do we make it better. Well, I, I, I hate to get political, but I'm going to get political. The divisiveness that this president, oh, I shouldn't even say president. No, just call him the resident. The resident has created in this country, <coughs> has, has heightened it. Last night, Paul, I watched... Oh my gosh. Wait, let me take a bite of this because I need a bite. Last night, I watched on Netflix The Coming about Michelle Obama. I'm going to start crying. It was so beautiful. It was so powerful. Like, I must have sobbed during this Netflix show like five times. First of all, I learned so much about Michelle Obama. She is like... I have, like, my respect for Michelle Obama just went through the ceiling. She's so amazing. But, like, it's true, you know. Someone said to her, do you still go high when they go low? And she was like, I'm human and I'm trying. Which was great. Like, she wasn't, she didn't, like, play the perfect human being. But, man... We need to get our act together in this country. We need to be celebrating the fact that we are a country made up of diverse people. That's what makes us unique. Well, to quote you. Oh my God, what did I say? It comes down from the top. Oh yeah, that's so true. That is 100% true. And when, when you have a sad excuse for a human being that's supposed to be Calling the plays right. for our nation. Sets the tone. And right into the beginning of his president's residency. Thank you. <laughs> Love that he you said says that. these white supremacists, there's good people. 
I know, There's right? There's good people. Okay. So, so he, he draws a line. He draws a line. Either you're on this my side or the other side. All right, let's talk about how we changed this situation. We can't do that in a podcast. No, no, we can't. We, we can't can. we can't do it if we have well, a thousand hours. I'll tell you one thing that we can do. We can tell people to get out and vote. That was something that happened in the the thing I watched last night. Michelle Obama, she said, you know, the thing that hurt me the most was People just felt like they didn't need to vote in the last election. Women, people of color, Latinos, they didn't vote because they didn't think it mattered. Listen, I respect your differences. If you are somebody listening who is passionately, feels differently than me, I respect that because we live in a country where we can't. But you also have to step back and go, wait a minute. Things are spinning. The world is spinning and it's time it's time for people to be more accepting, to be more open. Now whether or not you have a religious belief or a whatever your beliefs are, you have to be open to the fact that we are humankind. We are mankind, right? And whether you believe what we believe is it's irrelevant you know people should be treated with dignity humanity um equal rights because we are humankind you know and i would urge you to watch this special with michelle obama it it really it lifted me up i'm sorry i got off i i derailed no i have a solution (laughs) okay in order in order for people of color in this country to have civil rights. <coughs> Tell me. We had to fight. Yeah. And we had to march. Yeah, it's true. And we had friends. We had we had white friends, white people that we were married to, white people who we loved and loved us, who were marching with us and that cared about the cause, even though they had no stake in it, you know? Um, well, they did have a stake in it. They because did, Because they yeah. loved you, yes. Yeah. But at the same time, you know, you look at those those videos and pictures of the marches, you see a lot of, of African American people, you see a lot of black people with, with, with white people kind of sprinkled in. in there. Yeah. It has to change now. Mm-hmm. White people have to stand up. Mm-hmm. We, we need help. We <coughs> we need the help. White people who care, because you're still the majority. Yeah. There's still more of you than there are of us. You need to stand up. You need to let people know this isn't right. What did I say to you the other day? Do you remember about? No, I don't. If it had been you on the sidewalk. Oh my God! Or I read this: any mother that saw their son being treated like that mm-hmm. would want to shoot the guy immediately. Right. You know what I mean? Well, we're not advocating. No, but I mean. We're not advocating in any way. That George Floyd is someone's son. Right. We're not advocating violence against violence. We're no. Advocating no. That. And I, you know. But I said. It I, is a byproduct. How many times have we seen this in our history? Yeah. Where, where someone who is black has been eternally wronged mm-hmm. and, and the persecutors get away with it. And our community erupts. It's, you know, it, it. And you would think in 2020 that we were past this. Yeah. But, but here's no the way. thing. No fear. Way. 
fear of the unknown. Fear of the unknown is such a, it's so, there's like comfort in it, right? There's comfort in being afraid and holding on to that because that's what you know. And as an interracial couple, that's something we've definitely dealt with on different levels. But people that are afraid of the unknown, it gives them power, right? Well, fear. Fear is like, uh, <coughs> you know, Star Wars is completely right. He wrote oh, that so yeah. well. Yeah, talk there's about a, there's that. There's a bright side We're of the force. We're taking a little bit of a left turn, but it is, it is relevant. It's like there's a bright side of the force mm-hmm. that you harness through being calm and breathing and thinking and looking for light and goodness. Right. And there's a dark side of the force, which is, you know, the emperor. He's like, oh, I feel your anger. Use that. Oh. Feel it. Let the dark side like overtake you. I'm kind of like laughing and crying. There's like a dark side and a light side. No, I'm kind of like laughing and crying because we are nerds. Like, both of us are yeah. nerds. But you know what? At the same time, um, he does kind of hit the nail on the head with it. <clears throat> if you haven't seen Star Wars. It's amazing. It is amazing because it is, my husband is the king of metaphors <sighs> and analogies. He loves he loves to tell a story and then give another, you know, example. But lesson. lesson. But he is, he. I will give him this. I will tell you that Star Wars could be done now with white stormtroopers and black Jedi. Or, you know, it could be done the same way. But it is ultimately using good, using the force for good instead of bad. And You know, and I didn't want to believe... When Trump got elected, and I d- definitely never supported him, never voted for him, never thought it was a good idea. When he got elected, and people talked about Hitler and Mussolini, I thought it was a little extreme, you know? Referring to Trump. To Trump. <coughs> right. But I don't now. He is definitely fanning a flame he is definitely oh my god his response to everything that happened in minnesota our 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 politicians and a lot of people hate the word but the root of the word is to be political excuse me while i brought i'm blowing my nose because i got a little emotional sorry go ahead go ahead the root of the word is to be political which is to take people from both sides and say hey it's going to be okay. Right. Let's feel good about this. Let's find a common ground. You, you politicize. You make people feel good. Well, th- Paul, You ease their fears. Paul, I have to tell you, my God, i got to go back to the Michelle Obama thing. She has this whole section where they asked her, do you miss campaigning? Do you miss being in the White House? And she's like, nope. And she goes, I'll tell you the one thing I miss. Oh my God, I'm going to get emotional again. She's like, I miss campaigning for hope. And I was just a mess last night. Like, she's like, we campaigned for change, for hope. And, you know, I, I, I urge young people, I urge younger generation, you know, who are ready to vote, who are informed and get out there and do it. But it's like, it's... Aside from the political climate, we have got to get better at being tolerant people. 
the United States is in my in my very narrow experience of traveling the world is one of the most intolerant countries. Oh, but it always has been. It always has been. It was like give us your weary what's what's the Statue of Liberty say? Oh honey, I can't remember. Sorry. Your it weak, was like your, yeah. people from all different countries. It was like please come to us. Please come to us. And then when you got here it was like go to your neighborhood and don't live anywhere else. Don't talk to anybody else. Right. You know, <coughs> stay with your own kind. Right. There, it was the whole racism thing. If if you read about it, it's very unique to our country. Yeah. Well, okay. It's so very first unique. of all, let me say this. Let me say two things before you comment. Okay. First of all, being artists, which we are, we deal. We are in a different circle. So being an interracial couple, being a musician and an actor, we we do thrive and are accepted in a way that I think is unique. But I will say, when Paul and I first traveled outside the country, he was nervous about holding hands, about being an interracial couple out of the country. And I said to him, and I have a very vivid memory, I go, I can't wait to go out of the country with you because it is like they don't even bat an eye. The first time we went to London, I said, you're gonna see more interracial couples, people aren't even gonna bat an eye at us. And that's what happened because it's just, it's, it's not bizarre. It's not unusual. It's just the way it is. It's commonplace. It's accepted, you know, and that's how the United States needs to get with. I mean, we are lucky that we are artists and we're surrounded by an arts community that is open and accepting and loving and but there's you know if you and I were to finally do that trip south to go to the you know you I've always wanted to go to the Southern Poverty Law Center and the museum the uh the Civil Rights Civil Museum. Rights Museum I know I know in your heart you would have anxiety about traveling south well not so much the Civil Rights Museum I mean and I've been to the south before I <laughs> I have a funny story because we went all over the South when I was with Maynard Ferguson. And tell people who he is who don't know and who he's, he is. He was a very famous, <coughs> one of the most famous jazz trumpet players that ever lived. He was very known for playing super high notes. Could we play a little he, sample he could, for him? Uh, what do you want me to play? Well, like, could, could I ask the Echo to play? No, something? I mean, I just, uh, maybe I'll bumper it, the show with it. Oh. He played okay. super high notes, and that. Let me play some. Let me play something. Alexa, play Maynard Ferguson playing Rocky. Gonna fly, theme from Rocky, so. album version by Maynard Ferguson on Amazon Music. So one of the things that he was known for is those super high notes, right? And I didn't know that Maynard Ferguson played on the Rocky song. But anyway, I wanted to play it just in case people didn't know. Sorry. So we traveled. We traveled all over the country, and it was my first time going into the Deep South. And 
I remember going to Alabama for the first time and being really scared. Because you hear a lot of stories. You see pictures of people lynched with crowds of white people around these hanging black bodies. You hear about Jim Crow. Even though it's supposed to be over a long time ago, I was very, very nervous going to Alabama for the first time. Of course. And I met some really cool people. They were great. The first place we stopped was uh, was like a like a Perkins-type restaurant. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like a bakery. And I didn't know. <coughs> once you get... Once you get below, like, Virginia, when you order iced tea, <laughs> it comes in two kinds. Diabetes. No, it comes in, like, unsweetened. Alexa, stop. It comes in, like, it comes in regular, it comes in regular and, like, sweet tea. And so right. they ask you, and the, and, and the waitress, I remember her going... Would you like regular or sweet tea, honey? <laughs> and I was like, she called me honey. That is so charming. And I didn't see any black people. That okay. was one thing that made me nervous. Okay. I didn't see any black people almost like, oh no. Yeah, <laughs> I, yeah. But I tend to get, I, you know this. You're, we, ner you're nervous, We've talked Sally. about this. It's yeah. like this. And it's like this for a lot of African Americans. I you, you get a little on edge if there aren't any other black people sure, around. Sure, sure, I get you it. You get a little on edge. If you've ever seen the movie Get Out, they actually address that. They actually talk about that. How yeah. you get nervous around big groups of white people, as nice as they are to you, when you don't see another face of color, you get a little nervous. And then right. when you finally see somebody who's black, you're like, hey, hey brother, yeah. what's going on, my man? It's, it it's true. I get it. So I remember not seeing any black people. And I remember going to the University of Alabama and their whole band, this is even, isn't even on topic, but their whole band wanted to impress our band. So their whole marching band stood on their chairs and they played the song Sweet Home Alabama. Oh, and that kind and of... And it was like, this is like weird. It was kind of culty. But apparently that song in Alabama is like... Well, it's like they're... It's huge. Yeah, it's, it's their huge. thing. It's huge. It's huge in Alabama. But also, what did we learn about that song? It's actually we, we a positive... Learned, yes. Yeah, he talks about the governor. We learned that Leonard Skinner really didn't want the Union Jack to be their right. thing. And the record company was pushing that. But anyway... Okay. Um, oh, wait. Let's just... Oh, a pause. Uh, because I think... Lena, I just want to say, for those people listening, that that song sometimes has, like, Southern... Un the Union Jack is like a negative thing, but Leonard Skinner, the band, was like, "That's not what we're about." Yeah, well, I mean, you That's should just—you should read the lyrics. Yeah, I, I went through a thing on social media, ironically, where somebody well, was told you to. was arguing about Sweet Home Alabama. And yeah, I, I told was like, you to read the lyrics. I was like, "Have you ever read the yeah. lyrics to the song?" And they were like, "Well, no." <laughs> it was like they actually addressed the governor. Um, but. It's it's still very much when we went to Europe. Getting back to your initial point, I was nervous. Right. Uh, we we grow up being nervous. You know, when you and I started dating, there are black people in my life that looked at me like, "Are you crazy? What are you doing?" And part of that is after everything they've done to us. Why, why would you want to be with someone 
who's Caucasian. What are you doing? Yeah. And I totally understand that. I completely understand that. I just fell so hard for you that it didn't matter. Ditto. It's just really... my, And you know this. I was incredibly depressed yesterday. Yeah. I was incredibly depressed. And I'm not as depressed today, but I'm still very depressed about this whole thing. And I told you yesterday, I can't do anything but play music. This is, this is how I'm going to express myself. This is how I'm going to try to put love into the world. This is how I'm going to try to make the planet turn. This is how I'm going to try to stamp out hate. Is by putting as, as much love as I can into everything that I'm playing. True. It's it's and I'm beginning and I also made a comment to you we've had it so good, you know, as far as when you look at the sixties and the fifties, but I'm beginning to understand how those people felt for oh, sure. Yeah, you said that. I'm beginning to understand what the climate was like and having like having a rock in your throat when you get up in the morning. Almost like, what's going to happen now? You know? it's I'm beginning to know how they felt. I'm not saying I, I know how they feel or I feel like that, but I'm beginning to understand how they felt and how powerless you feel. And when somebody like, like a Dr. King, a Malcolm X, somebody stands up and says, we are strong, we can get through this. How you're just like, oh my God, well, this is, we yes. You know, or like a John Coltrane will play a song like Alabama and it will just touch you like, oh my God, he understands. There's hope. I, I have love. We, we can do it. We can do it. You know, but it's yeah. never, it's never over. It's not going to be over in our lifetime. We're going to have stepping stones, just like when black people had the right to vote. Black people didn't have to, you know, Jim Crow was struck down. Uh, first black Supreme Court justice. Jackie Robinson, like we have steps, we're taking steps and there's going to be more steps. President Barack Obama, that was just a step that in no way was that, oh, race, race, it's done. It's over. It's a step. We're taking steps and we got to keep taking steps. You know, we got to just keep on taking steps. And people have, people have to be willing to let their heart grow. You know, they have to be willing to open up and, and. One of, our, one of my favorite memories is when I learned about the loving case with you because I didn't know about it. And when I, when I learned about it before the movie came out... Virginia versus loving. I remember thinking, these are the two strongest people. These people are... That's us. They are, if, you, if you don't know what that is, oh, check you it should out. go and Google it. Virginia versus loving. It was the first interracial couple... Uh, to actually challenge the court, it was taken all the way to the Supreme Court because the police were allowed to wake them up in the middle of the night. They threw, and it was a, a black woman and a white man. They threw the woman in jail. They kept her in jail. Um, they they took it to the state Supreme Court. They took it to the the uh, United States Supreme Court, and the Supreme Court ruled that it was unconstitutional to 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 keep these people apart to not let them be married was the first legal 
interracial couple in the it's history amazing. of the country. It's an amazing story. It's, it is an amazing this, story, and everybody should know about yeah, it. Yeah, this is crazy, because as we're talking, I was looking online at something, and I, I believe things happen for a reason. There's an actor in Pittsburgh, her name is Jamie Slavinsky. I hope I'm pronouncing your last name right. I'm, my God, I'm so sorry if I'm not. Um, Jamie was a reader for an audition that I had. She's amazing. And uh, she just posted on social media Martin Luther King's quote, which I think sort of sums up this whole podcast. Hatred paralyzes life. Love releases it. Hatred confuses life. Love harmonizes it. Hatred darkens life. Love illuminates it. So people go out and, and spread love. You know, and, that's and, what you should be doing. And love means understanding. Love means understanding. It means sitting at the table. Everybody gets a place at the table. Love thy neighbor. It's, it's hard for me to say that even. You know? It's so hard. It's so hard right now. It's all we can do. Love. Put it out in the world. You 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 can change the world. You can change the world with a hello. And I have to say, I'm not going to end on a bad note. Um, what has touched me during this time is Caucasians, white people that I know, reaching out to me right now. Mm -hmm. uh, and I mean former students, people calling and texting me and saying, are you okay? I'm, I'm calling to check on you. I got a text from a former Kappa student a couple hours ago that was just like, I was a butthead when I was a ninth grader, but I want you to know that you're a good guy and, and you really taught me a lot and you had a huge impact on me and I think you should know that and like we have to make connections we have to make connections connections is how we get through this connections is how we grow from this we have to connect with other people you can't turn your cheek to any of this you have to acknowledge it you can't get away from it you need to reach out to someone that's why that's the good that can come out of this. Mm -hmm. You need to reach out to someone. It's you true. need to talk to someone. You need to find out if they're okay. You need you need to to connect. That's how we're going to do it. Not if if there's a them and us then it's never going to work. If there's a them and us. Yeah. That's 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 how and why Adolf Hitler became as powerful as he did. His whole platform was them and us. Yeah. Them, 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 us, us, us. Let's get rid of them. Let's turn, let's turn the end of this positive and say, we're all in this. We're here together for a reason. We're all here together for a reason. And we appreciate you listening. We appreciate uh, the contributions that you all bring to this world. Um, I appreciate my husband because he's amazing. And he inspires me every day. And I hope that we get better. 
hope that we get better at loving each other. And, and let's communicate. Let's, let's let each other know that we love each other. Let's let each other know that we're there for each other. If you know the two of us, we are always here for you. Always. We are always going to be here for you. Because we love you. And if you need to talk to us, call us, email us, reach out. Because it matters. Because it's a small world. <laughs> and, and you matter to us. I love you. And it's going to get better. This too shall pass. I love you. I love you too.